What consumers should ask about precision fermentation? From our international news desk of Farming Portal, Agri Newsnet and Red De Noticias Agricolas we created this audiocast. Precision fermentation is a relatively new food technology that is rapidly entering the mainstream. Products such as milk protein, animal fats, collagen, honey, lobster, egg whites and more are receiving hundreds of millions of investor dollars. They are being rapidly commercialized for the mass market without the raising and killing of animals. These products are being marketed to a young consumer base that wants sustainable, climate-friendly foods that buck the system and promise a better tomorrow. But what should consumers be being asking about this new wave of food technologies? Precision fermentation technology is a form of synthetic biology and has been around for several decades. It has only recently been tapped to produce consumables. It typically requires the use of genetically engineered microorganisms, which are cultivated in brewery-style fermentation tanks. Dot. The little critters, usually yeast, algae or bacteria, are programmed through a range of in vitro nucleic acid techniques such as CRISPR, gene editing or cloning. They produce or excrete a particular sellable material, usually edible fats or proteins that are biologically similar to animal products. These end products can be further processed into ingredients or finished CPG items. The FDA's new National Bioengineered Food Disclosure Standard would not require these foods to be labeled as GMO because they do not contain the genetically engineered organisms, they are just produced by them. Such products would therefore not qualify for non-GMO project verification. Because some may be considered novel foods, it is not clear how they will be labeled or regulated in Europe. And since they are animal-free, they may be considered vegan, but will still need to have the same allergen labeling as their animal-based counterparts. This is an audiocast production from our international studios. What is in the cell culture medium and what is it derived from? The microorganisms need to eat if they are to grow and produce sellable commodities, like any type of livestock. Is the nutrient bath derived from corn or soy, typically genetically modified to withstand high dosages of herbicides? Are there supply chains in place to provide such nutrient media at scale? What is the caloric conversion and nutrient uptake efficiency of the microbes compared to animal livestock? How much farmland acreage would be impacted? What will be the input costs besides feedstock and how will that impact consumer prices? Much of the food industry is already heavily consolidated among a handful of oligopolies. Less than four companies control greater than 75% of market share in numerous grocery categories, from soft drinks to cereal to toothpaste. Will investors clamor for quick returns through mergers, acquisitions, and joint ventures with Strategics aka, the incumbent CPG and supply chain oligopolies? This absorption pattern has been common in the natural organic food sector for the past two decades, where many once socially conscious and edgy brands took on growth capital and were eventually bought out by the conglomerates they set out to disrupt. Are there any market signals that such food tech enterprises intend to break from this system and build something more economically diverse and decentralized? This leads us to questions of how food technology feeds into racialized capitalism. White people own over 98% of agricultural land and make up over 84% of food executives and over 70% of VCs. Yet the food industry is extremely diverse among the rank and file, from farm gate to retail. How diverse are the leadership teams, boardrooms, capitalization tables and investor pools of precision fermentation enterprises? Are any of these companies worker cooperatives or employee-owned?
Will this new food technology slow down, reverse or accelerate racial capitalism in the food industry? When you consider that up to 75% of food retail workers are food insecure due to low wages and high costs of living, or that hundreds of food processing workers died from COVID-19, what substantive changes will this technology bring to a food workforce that has tremendous turnover, low morale and a growing sense of injustice with the way they are treated and compensated? We were promised that GMOs, which are now in more than 75% of processed foods, would feed the world, yet they can't even feed grocery clerks. And workers' struggles for labor rights are now in the headlines. Unions have historically been the surest path to a good life for workers. How many such companies would be willing to ratify collective bargaining contracts with their workforce and not use union avoidance firms? Is that even a possibility given the antipathy to organized labor campaigns in the tech sector and throughout food retail and CPG, despite overwhelming public sentiment in favor of unions? This was an audio cast from the news desk of CRA Media International in Bordeaux in France.